0: Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. I know I sit and I toss and I turn and I think about what I have to do the rest of the day. I have to listen to something. I have to get to sleep but don't worry. Our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than six man of the year voters are going to sleep on Tim Hardaway Jr. CBDPM bath salts fuse superior CBD with melatonin, a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea and Himalaya salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. So Go to CBDMD.com. Use that promo code NBA at checkout for 25% off your next order. Again, that's promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBD MD. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks, Podcast. Take me to it's Mavericks NBA Bang! Bang! It's good, and the Mavericks have
1: won the game. Thank you, Mr.
0: Every single day we have a choice. We can get a tiny bit better or a tiny bit worse. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network Live from Twitter Jail and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com The GM guru, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: I love that you're still in Twitter Jail, I'm thoroughly enjoying it Although I'm missing your tweets, your best work is still going on on Twitter (laughs) But no, today we're going to talk about upgrades. A lot of times we throw out stuff about the Mavericks, especially after losses. And I say we, as far as fans, uh, we get invested into a team. We're like, all right, now we have to, how do we get this team better? How can they upgrade? So now we're going to briefly talk about that today on today's pod and how they actually can
0: upgrade. On today's show, we are going to break down the three different positions, positional types, really, of players that the Mavericks really need to Address and really need to improve on. We've talked a lot about okay, they need to get better here. They need to better this. Blah blah blah. But who are those players? So we're going to go through today is a primer. We're going to do a little bit of a series here on on days off, of three different positions the Mavericks really need. Who are all those players that would qualify? Right. So for example. We're going to do secondary creator today. We're going to talk about all the secondary creators that would be an upgrade over Jalen Brunson, right? Like Brunson is great in his role as a backup point guard, but they need somebody to start or to be, you know, that, that guy that can secondary create next to Luca. So let's go through all those guys and see which ones are going to be available and all that stuff. So we're going to go through secondary creator centers, uh, mostly backup center, and then three and D. So, the Mavericks have a couple of ways that they can, you know, improve on these positions, but we're gonna talk about the players and the actual name. We're gonna put some names to these because a lot of people say they need to get better here. They need to get a three and a better three indeed than Dorian Vinny Smith. Okay, well, who are those guys, right? Like who are those guys available? So, and then we're gonna talk about how they're gonna do that.
1: Yeah, so when you look at where Dallas is at, I think it's important to even to like dive into a little bit of how Dallas can actually upgrade because I know some of us will throw a name out there and say, "Man, I wish we could get Brad Beal." It's like, "All right, well, how do you?" Get I'm sorry, a-
0: I can't. If you're watching a WFAA, I can't get over how much you look like Walter White right now, with with the hood up and the glasses and the goatee beard. <laughs> like <laughs> okay. he has a white goatee. <laughs> watch, watch us on WFA.
1: <laughs> yes. If you're watching us on WFA, thank you so much for watching us.
0: <laughs> the hood and the headphones, I don't know what it is about it. It makes it look like you're bald too, because I can't see your hair. All right, continue. Sorry.
1: Look like Assassin's Creed.
0: Yeah, a little uh, bit, yeah, true.
1: But no, you look at how Dallas can actually upgrade because we've talked about their package to go against you know, to go out and get somebody like a Brad Beal or if a Devin Booker or a Carl Anthony Towns, somebody like that hits the market, can Dallas go get them? Probably not, because if they hold on, especially if they hold on to Porzingis and they don't include Porzingis in a package like that, what can the rest of the roster get you? I think there's four, there's four routes that they can go for that, if we want to say that third piece or that upgrade piece. It's either you're going to hand out big money, you're going to hand out a big money contract and you just hope it turns out, you're going to overpay a young restricted guy, you're going to overpay for like an older vet, or you're going to take a chance on like an injury riddle player. And it's like, I think it's one of those four, those four avenues for Dallas, whether it's free agency, whether it's trading, for instance, like a big money contract, you look what like Philly did with Tobias Harris. Like if like Dallas was semi, semi-interested in Tobias where like you might have to hand out a big, big time contract to a guy like a Tobias. Hope it turns out a young restricted guy. We're going to talk about more names later, but like a John Collins, we've all, you know, people's been talking about him. That's a, a chance where you hand out big money to a young restricted guy and you're like, all right, that's the, that's a, an avenue An overpay for a vet. a Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, they hit unrestricted free agency. Are you ready to hand him $30 million? You know, whatever, but you might have to overpay for a vet to upgrade one of those spots. Or you take a chance on a guy like a Victor Oladipo or a Spencer Dinwiddie. That's an injury riddled situation. I think it's one of those four areas because I don't think Dallas has the pieces to go and, make a huge splash for a you know, a third a definitive third piece if they want to go that route. So I think of all the names that we talk about on this pod or pods moving forward, I think it's going to be in one of those four avenues that they have to land or upgrade one of the spots on the roster.
0: And the trade pieces are not – I mean, like, like you mentioned, they don't have a ton of trade pieces, right? It's basically like James Johnson's expiring. Um, you know, some of the role players like Josh Richardson, you could put Maxie in there. We're really reluctant to, because we think he's super valuable. Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Josh Green, uh, Tyrell Terry on rookie deals, Tyler Bay on, you know, on his two way deal. Uh, I guess you could even throw Nate Hinton in there. They have second round picks that they can trade. Uh, but the first round picks are kind of tough. And to, to be honest, I, I said this yesterday. I don't think that I want the Mavs trading some first round picks this year. I'd rather them go all in later. Maybe one or two years down the line, right? Because they're going to have to go all in at some point um, to trade for, you know, to trade for, if they're going to, you know, trade for somebody uh, and to win a title. And you're going to need some of those picks, like what the Lakers did to get AD, right? They were win now and they had those assets and they were able to use them. So, it is kind of a, it is kind of like walk and chew gum at the same time kind of deal where you're like, all right, we want to win now, we want to upgrade the roster that they have, and you don't want to waste Luca's years, but you also want to take advantage of the prime years he has, and so not blow everything all at once, which is, you know, what us and what fans want want them to do is just blow all the assets at once and get, you know, the big name now.
1: I do want to, I do want to take this moment to actually criticize Dallas a little bit. The Josh Green situation. It's kind of disappointing when you look at it, not just from a young, you know, player on the team, but also from a trade asset point of view too. Especially when you look the fact that, you know, he played some in the G League, the the fact that he's not even in the rotation, the fact that you don't even know like what do you have in Josh Green? Is he improving? What what is that? Especially when you look at his draft. You look at some of these guys after him to where you know, you're looking at a Precious in in Miami. You're looking at Tyrese Maxey. You're looking at Sadiq Bay. You're looking at Emmanuel Quickly. Heck, even Peyton Pritchard in Boston. Not saying that he's like a huge, you know, what name and a big deal for them, but like Desmond Bain in Memphis. You look at some of these guys, especially the Precious, Tyrese Maxey, You know, Emmanuel Quickly. Those guys are type of are young guys to where if those teams wanted to go get somebody bigger as far as an upgrade, you put those guys in these packages, and you're like. Okay, dang, like that's a nice young piece. We just don't know what Josh Green is. And I that's why I want to say I think it does deserve a little bit of criticism because we saw our first round pick's been in the G League and we've barely seen him on the floor here and there at the beginning of the season and we just don't know like what we have in him and that was you know, if he's not going to help the team, you know, a valuable asset that you could use, you know, in a in a trade later on. So, that that's just one thing that I don't feel like we're a lot of people have talked about enough. The fact that it was a you know an 18th pick overall and he's just not even close to the rotation. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess Spade played a few minutes the other night. But here yeah. are the
0: players that have played less minutes. The first round picks that have played less minutes than, um, than Josh Green so far. Balmaro, who's not come over. Uh, there's uh, Jalen Smith in Phoenix, which I'm pretty sure is some kind of injury. Malachi Flynn. Killian Hayes, injury. Aneka Okungwu, injury. And then uh Edoka, the guy that Utah took. Yeah. Those are the only first round picks that have played less than Josh Green. Like, and Josh Green is the 18th pick. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you that I wish they would play him more, but then you also want them to to win, but I think he also can contribute to winning. So, it's it's a frustrating thing. I think it's it's probably Rick Carlisle, right? It's this is probably on him to not get him find him some more time, get him some more time, but You know he didn't. But but Rick
1: wants to win, and he didn't draft
0: him too, right? Like yeah,
1: and and I get that of like they everything considered, they've had to go to the you know the shortened playoff type of rotation, you know, for them to win basketball games and be back in the playoff picture. So I get every bit of like why Rick's not playing him at this point. It's just, and I'm not saying he should be out there getting 30 minutes a night. It's just the fact that we just don't know what he is, and we're we're not seeing him in a rotation. We don't know anything you know, so that, that's just the only thing, especially when you look at the other guys taken around him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a point of contention. So, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's coming up, let's talk about secondary creator and center. We're going to get into these two positions and talk about all the players that would be an upgrade for the Mavericks and the potential names that stick out as far as guys that could be available or that the Mavericks could get this season or even down the line. So we'll talk about that, but hold on. Don't, don't, don't fast forward because I want to tell you about Locker Room. Locker Room is an app. I'm sure a lot of you have seen people on Twitter. If they have Twitters, if they're not suspended, they get to share Locker Room and say that they are on it. Uh, we are going to be on Locker Room on Thursdays. We're trying to, whenever there's not a game, we're going to do Thursdays as our Locker Room Day, Locked On Mavericks. Isaac and I will both be on there, answer some questions, talking. Maybe you'll end up on the podcast if we, if we find a segment that's good enough. Uh, Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You basically get on there, and it's like an audio. It's like a you know, it's like a podcast. Basically, you sit there, you can listen to us. However, there's a stage, and we can bring you up on stage. And we can let you talk and you can talk to us and back and forth. So it's a podcast. It's like voicemail, you know, our, our like a voicemail thing, but it's back and forth. You can have as many people up on stage as you want. There's a chat feature that you can talk. So it's a little bit of the hot mic stuff we used to do. It's an it's a new kind of way to do mailbag. And so we're gonna be on, on locker room. You can join for free, download the locker room app. You can follow me. I'm at Nick Van Exit. Go follow me. Join the NBA group. Join the I think there's an MFFL group you can join as well. You'll get notified whenever rooms go live. Uh, a lot of our friends are on it. Kirk is on it. Uh, Lauren Gunn has been on this podcast, has been on it. Uh, everybody on the Locked On is going to be on it. <laughs> Pretty much every single person. So all you got to do is download Locker Room app free in the iOS app stores only for Apple right now. Go do that Create a profile, link your Twitter, join a league, and then follow us. And we'll be there on Thursday. So check out Locker Room. We will be there. Also, want to tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and... Ships right to your door in a discreet package. Uh, I'm having to deal with discrete packages right now because it's my wife's birthday. And I, I, I appreciate a discreet package that doesn't make her want to like rip it open and see what it is and get her gift ruined. So if you're interested in you Bluetooth. For Blue Chew, I did not get her that. <laughs> Blue Chew, don't think it works as well on women. Uh, Blue Chew, you can get it. If, uh, the process is simple. Sign up to BlueChew.com. Consult with one of your licensed medical providers. I am not one, so don't listen to my medical advice, especially <laughs> what I just said. Uh, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's done fully online. They're also chewable. So you can go get Blue Chew. Uh, sign up for it. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just get $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Receive a free month with Blue Chew. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Also, I want to tell you about Locked On Today. It's the best sports podcast that is 20 minutes or less and has all the sports. We appear on it every once in a while. Go subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into secondary creators. So again, the premise of this is the Mavericks need to upgrade at a posi- at three three basic positions, right? Secondary creator, center, and three and D three and D wing. So, how can they upgrade in those positions? So let's start with secondary creator. Here are a couple of guys I think are no chance. Like, there's just no shot the Mavericks have to get any of these guys. Stop me if there's a guy you're like, ah, uh, they might, you know, down the line, free agency or trade or whatever.
1: What 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 time frame do you want to put on this? A year two, year and a half?
0: I'm saying like. The rest of this season, so trade deadline, the draft, and free agency. Let's just do like a little short right, term. So
1: by the beginning of next season.
0: By the beginning of next season, could they have one of these guys? Okay. Harden, Lillard, Kyrie, Curry, um, Trey Young, Fox, SGA, John ja Morant, um, Brogdon, Brad Beal. Nothing, no way. Uh, no, and there's
1: no- one. There's there's one on there. I just I was going to let you give your list.
0: Uh, probably Fred Van Vliet, and then okay. Chris Paul is my last one because I think he's just going to stay in Phoenix because that's such a good spot.
1: Yeah. Do you want me to give you the one that I think could oh, be Oh, yeah, a give me the one? one. What's the one you that, think? There's one that I think's a little sneaky, and I'm really curious on what their future looks like, especially because they've been sliding recently. They're a market that have been notably to not want to pay the tax – and at this point, they are over, they have a total of, com- committed of 116 and guaranteed money that next year. Uh, it's not counting, you know, I'm not counting a free agent in Doug McDermott that if they want to bring back.
0: Jamal Murray also on the list, by the way. I forgot to mention. Okay.
1: Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's the one name I'm keeping an eye on, on that. Just because He would we're fit Indiana- so
0: well. Oh, he would be so great. We
1: want We wanted him when he was a free agent, you know, we a few did. years ago. He's on a bigger contract. He's the highest paid player on their team. You know, Then they have Sabonis and Turner. They just traded for Lavert. They have TJ Warren. Uh, Doug McDermott will be, he's an unrestricted guy this year. But where does Indiana go? I think that's just the one name on that list to where if you told me in the offseason that they traded Brogdon to get off, to save some money, but they also got a point guard back. And it was just more of a money saving thing because Indiana, they just don't want to, you know, spend into the tax all the time. So, that's the one name on the list that I could see Dallas having a shot at, and, and Dallas saying, "Yes, he would be a perfect fit next to Luka. We'll pay him." There's some injury, you know, history there in the past where it scared some teams away, you know, before Indiana came flying in for him. So, yeah, that's the one name so far,
0: and they've really fallen off. Like even I didn't yeah. realize how far they've. They're 17 and 21 now. They're three and seven in their last 10 games. Like they have really, really fallen off, and so. What if they just don't stop sliding, right? Like, what if they just Mm -hmm. continue to, you know, this streak? And we're obviously, this is, some of these are pie in the sky. These These are the type of pie in the sky players that we talk about. But what if they just keep losing, right? And then they just miss the playoffs, and then Indiana's like, all right, well, we have this team, we're paying all this money for it, and we want to move off one of these players. Well, maybe it's Brogdon is the guy that they decide to, even though he's so important for them. Him and Sabonis are probably the two most important players on that team, but... Yeah, um, yeah. So that that one's like a you know long shot type deal. Bradley Beal, same deal. Super long shot. The Mavericks, if they were gonna get in on anything for Bradley Beal, which they I don't think they have the assets for, it would be this this off season where they have the cap space to take him in. They would they could potentially if they offset some contracts, they could take on some contracts. Like say Washington doesn't want uh, Bertans anymore, you know, or, or something like that. Or I don't. Could they make enough room for Westbrook? Is that crazy, right? Like I don't think they could. I don't (laughs) think they could. I don't think the Mavs could make enough room for him. But if they could do something like that, then maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Like they did, like the Mavs did with Porzingis. Basically, they take on some of those those contracts as well. Uh, So that's like that's your top tier list, right? Fred Van Vliet, also part of that. Um, Here's okay. So here's a couple more. Here's a couple names that I think could be available. Uh, Kyle Lowry even though uh, Sean yeah. Woodley, I can hear his screams, locked on Raptors host. DeMar DeRozan and Mike Conley. Mike Conley, of those three names, is a guy that, like, at what point in his career is he going to fall off? It seemed like it was last year. It seemed like he was was not great. So at what point in his career is it, you know, not going to be enough of an upgrade for the Mavericks to get the guy that they want? Uh, so that one is kind of up in the air for me. DeMar DeRozan. Really interesting name, right? Defensively, he does not answer any of the Mavericks questions. However, if you want that... Spacing. Crea- if you want that... What?
1: <laughs> uh, spacing, he does not answer any questions Spacing,
0: either. he also doesn't answer any of those questions. But he is a creator. He's averaging like six assists a game. Did it last year too. We've seen him... Put buckets up on the Mavericks, he fixes that oh, yeah. he he answers that mid range area question. So all the space that the Mavericks could give him, then he could take advantage of. We have not been fans of him in the past for the Mavericks. Uh, but what if no one else is? And then all of a sudden the Mavericks could give him a deal this summer and he could be that that secondary type creator.
1: Oh, Drossen can get buckets. I think he's underrated at this point just because he doesn't shoot threes. If you could if and, you could tell well, me he does
0: shoot threes, just not often and not well. Okay, <laughs> he does now. Before he just did it, But he-
1: we we have a few of those guys. <laughs> if you, if you could tell me that DeRozan would buy into the six man and be the best six man in the league and yeah. say, "Hey, go be our Jordan Clarkson," you know, younger Lou Will, and offset minutes with Luca, then sign me up. I get scared thinking of him and Luca playing together and the fact that like we we talk about Zach Levine. Zach Levine can shoot the lights out of the three. So that's the difference yeah, yeah. of. You know, DeRozan's just not very good at shooting threes, and he's going to be the guy that they would help off of when Luka has the ball.
0: And DeRozan's more available than Zach Levine is the other thing, too. That's been yeah, my yeah, whole thing sure. with Zach Levine the whole time, is that he's just not as available. He just became an all-star, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, I do want to touch on Utah real quick yeah. because they're fascinating for me moving forward over, this, over these next 12 months. They have, at this moment, they have $128 million in guaranteed contracts next year, and that's not including Mike Conley for whatever he signs for. He's an unrestricted free agent. Let's and, say Utah...
0: They're not going to hold on to his rights because he has a $39 million um, cap hold. So they're on the books for that money until they sign him. So that,
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they would decide pretty quick if they just want to sign him or, him, or not. Him, but Because still. it's not like they, they're going in free agent spending somewhere. But, like, let's say Utah, are we going to be that shocked if you... Are you disrespecting Utah on this network? Is that what you're doing? (laughs) If Utah gets put out in the second round, are we, like, super shocked? No. I don't think so. But, like, what if they do get put out in the second round? They're saying, are we really going to run this whole thing back again? Are we going to go even higher into the luxury tax to bring back Mike Conley, to bring the exact same lineup back? So there's a world in which I see Mike Conley not coming back next year and that's where a team like Dallas, I think, could swoop in with a one-year deal, a two-year deal. Like I said earlier, might have to overpay a little bit, might freak some people out a little bit, like how much you're handed to an older guard. But if you have the cap space and you're like, all right, we see how well Mike Conley played last year. He played so well off you know, Donovan Mitchell. Could he play well off Luka Doncic? I think he could.
0: Mitchell's contract kicks in next year too, his extension. Mm, so yeah. that's huge. He goes from $5 million this year to $28 million next year. So that could really incentivize them. Do we want to right like with I think without uh, their total salary uh, projected without Mike Conley I think it's like 112. Their their is going up while losing Mike Conley uh, and yeah. keeping essentially everyone else like everyone else is still on the books. Favors O'Neal Ingles Clarkson Bogdanovich Gobert right. Like that's their whole team. So that could be a name for sure. It's I'll, it's I'll sort of it. like it's sort of like a great value version of Chris Paul Kyle Lowry right. Like he could be that type of guy. Hopefully he's he an All Star. He was an all-star. He was. That's true. <laughs> That's
1: true. Uh, I, yes. Uh, real quick, watch out for Joe Ingles, too, because he'll be an expiring contract ne- entering into next year, at $12.4 million If they look at their roster and say, all right, he's, com- he's been coming off the bench with Jordan Clarkson, they're looking at it saying, all right, if we got to keep one of Ingles or you know, Bogdanovich, who's making you know, $18 million next year, and they decide to, hey, we'll, we'll trade off Joe Ingles because he's an expiring contract. He he would give the Mavericks you know help too. He can shoot the threes. Forty percent three point shooter. He can create some. He can come off the bench, do whatever. So that him and Mike Conley are two names that I'm looking at. I would if you had to rank the the two of Conley Lowry, I would put Conley above Lowry. But if you're telling me Lowry went to somewhere else or stayed in Toronto and Mike Conley's willing to come to Dallas next year on a one year deal, uh, sign me up. Especially if he's playing like he is this year.
0: Yeah, Owen oh, Lowry's going to be going to be a free agent too, right? They very similar contracts. And so either one of yeah. them, right? Like you said Uh, all three of those guys actually going to be going to be free agents so coming up i knew we were going to do this we're gonna take way too long at secondary creator so i think we're going to keep going on that there's a couple other names i want to mention and talk about how can the mavericks upgrade secondary creator and then uh, maybe another day we'll get to centers and then three and d wings because i think these are longer conversations so let's get into that coming up but before let's talk about built bar it's a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar they're delicious I have one pretty much every day. I had a mint brownie one. They're really, really good. Right now, Built Bar is doing a bracket contest. So they are, we're voting. You can go online every single day and vote for Built Bar. Mint brownie beat out Toffee Almond. I heard it was a landslide. There's no shot that Toffee Almond got That'd any be. votes in that one. So that's the one that moved on. Uh, Cookies and Cream and mint brownie are in the eight, the, the eight, uh, the round of eight. Enticing eight is what they're calling it. Not the elite eight, but the enticing eight. So go ahead, go to BuiltBar.com and vote on some of these. And whichever one, it wins. Do we have to buy a box? Is that is that the deal?
1: No, no, no. Because if a, <laughs> a sucky flavor
0: wins, I'm not buying it. I'm just going to keep on buying mint brownie or uh, <laughs> the other one. Isaac is a man of his convictions in, in more ways than one. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Go check that out. Built Bar, they're delicious. We love them. And uh, go check that out. Also, BetOnline.ag is the one place to check out all the odds for pretty much everything. Like They have all the sports that you want. Let's see if they have a line for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, While you're up there, go and sign up at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Dallas Mavericks versus the Clippers. Clippers are a three-point favorite again. So you can put down um, some money there if you want to bet on the Mavericks. The Mavericks get a revenge game. You can bet if they're going to win by more than three points. You can just straight up, straight up bet the money line. Mavericks plus 125. So if you bet $100 on the Mavericks and they win, you win 125 bucks. That's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, you could uh, you could do that if you decided to do that. If you wanted to bet on the Clippers, if you're a masochist and you really think the Mavericks are going to lose, go ahead and bet. Um, and you would bet uh, $145 to win $100 if you wanted to do that. So betonline.ag, sign up, use the promo code Locked On. Also, check out our friends at the Locked On NBA Draft. Rafael Barlow has a great episode on Evan Mobley I found really great. He did it with his brother, some epic quotes from him back and forth about their past playing basketball in the driveway and all that stuff, and now they're out studying prospects all over the world. Pretty cool stuff from them. Also, our friend Richard at Mavs Draft. He's on there on Tuesday, so go check that out, which was yesterday, so his episode came out, so go check that out. Uh, Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're still going on secondary creator. How can the Mavericks upgrade that secondary creator position? Right now, it's basically Jalen Brunson, kind of Josh Richardson a little bit, kind of Tim Hardaway in certain ways, like he does the scoring, but he's not doing any of the playmaking. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where they are right now. We've talked about some names. Lowry, DeRozan, Conley, those are the big free agent names that I think count. So here's a couple of names. Do they count? Do you count these guys as secondary creator? We already talked about one of them, Zach Levine. Yes, like, yeah, he counts as a secondary creator. Oh, know. yeah. Don't, yeah I, would. I don't think he's, he's available for, you know, I, I would put him up in that no chance category. A little bit, right? Yeah. Like with with Fred Van Vliet, and like not as much as John Morant and Fox, but still up there. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, a, a young All Star. So, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, a, a guy his age who's putting up the numbers in a, an All Star. I don't think Dallas has enough. Do you count CJ McCollum? Yeah, 100%. is that he's better than Levine?
0: Yeah, is that a that the name that could be available for the Mavericks? I wish. I
1: don't think Dallas has enough to get him. No,
0: I'm not sure he's an. Well, he—I'm he, not sure he creates enough to be considered a secondary creator, but he would be an upgrade for does. sure. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I think you. Colin Sexton, do you count him? Um, see, that's like that's the line for me. That's the line as far as you're not a good enough passer for me to consider you a secondary. Like you're essentially, you're almost Tim Hardaway Jr. to me, <laughs> as honestly, far as as far as type of player, not level of player.
1: I would I honestly would have to watch more Cavs games to have like a, a firm opinion on. Colin Sexton. I love his defense and the games that I have watched, but I would have to watch it from an angle of, all right, can you set up your team? Are you a playmaker? No, all that stuff.
0: No. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> the answers are no. I've talked to the locked on Cavs guys about him enough. Lonzo Ball, does he count? I have him on my list.
1: <laughs> if you've been listening to this pod, you know I've been a believer really in both the Ball brothers. Uh, Lamello, what? And Liangelo? A, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. Right. Not the sucky one. Lamello, I was all in on Lamello before he came into the season. And I'm like, I feel validated now that he just had the it factor on that. But I love, I do, I do love Lonzo. And there is a world that I, I am fascinating him being on, on the Mavericks team with Luka. The passing with
0: him. The Mavericks had him top on their board, that draft. That was the Dennis Smith Jr. draft. They had him number one on their board over Fultz, over Tatum, over whoever else they were going to consider. So they have interest, I think.
1: The the size the defensive potential yep if his shot stays consistent um, the passing with Luca everything with that I don't know I would be <laughs> I'm just weirdly excited about if that happened and I don't know I feel like I'm in the minority but
0: it's just oh, a oh heck I'm on. no no I think people are really excited about it. there's really? people that are really yeah I put out a while ago if I had access to my own tweets I could go back and check this <laughs> but. I uh, I put out, like, who would be interested in Lonzo Ball or something like that. It was Lonzo Ball and somebody else. And a lot of people were like, heck, yeah, Lonzo. Lonzo's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Last two years, 99 games total. So this, this year and then last year, 6.8 threes per game, 38% from three. He's improved nice. his three-point shot. Now, his free throws, if you guys are upset about free throws, 1.2 per game. He doesn't go to the line at all, like, ever. Doesn't. Yeah. And uh, shoots 64%. So, no practice, no perfect. Right. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> my, my only thing with, Alonzo, with the Lonzo thing is, I don't know if he would theoretically fall into the secondary creator. Like, I don't know right. if I'm comfortable at handing the ball to Lonzo and say, hey, go get me a bucket. And if that's what we're talking no. about right now, then I don't know if he fully fits it. But I, I think he would, like, the role that Josh Richardson plays. Right now, next to Luca, I think Lonzo would be great in that type of role next to Luca. If you had another guy, whether it was a wing guy, or whatever, who could say, "Hey, go get me a bucket."
0: I almost see Lonzo taking Dorian De- Finney-Smith's spot in the starting lineup. Uh, well, depending I mean, I on guess who if you're if they playing against, some things around, yeah. But Lonzo is six six. It's not like he's you know a small guy.
1: Like, yeah, but there's some guys I'm putting Dorian up against that I'm not putting Lonzo up against.
0: It, it would be matchup dependent for sure, but I almost yeah. see him fitting in that role, the three and D role almost, and just having that playmaking, that that transition playmaking as a you know bonus. Then I am counting on him as your point guard or secondary creator. That's why I put him in this does he count category. The yeah. last guy in the does he count category, Dejounte Murray. It's like, does he count? I don't know. I don't think he's available. I don't think the Spurs, the Mavs are trading anytime soon, but. You know
1: I like him I like his defense and stuff a lot but I mean I feel like the Spurs will, are going the rebuild route and I don't I don't understand why they would give up Murray for anything that Dallas has
0: yeah exactly so and I don't really see him as that good of a secondary creator maybe I'm, I'm wrong on that can't say I've watched every Spurs game so uh all right the other thing have, is th- the other thing is they're trying to get th- we want this player to be a vet too, right? Like this player yeah. has to come in and play big minutes on a playoff team because that's what the map is going to be. So that's then another reason why I would say, does he count? You know, what do you think about him? So
1: I have three names before we leave, unless you have more.
0: I got a bunch of names. Let's see. If, let's see if I hit any of yours. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. This is the next tier, which is like guys that are available, but are they good enough? Like, are these guys good enough? Eric Bledsoe. No. Dennis Schroeder.
1: I like, like Schroeder. I like, think I. Like yes,
0: mm, yeah. he's he's good enough. I think he would improve. He would you know he would be a good he would be good for the Mavericks, but I'm not sure. Well, you're definitely not getting him this year, and then next year, not sure. Uh, mm. Devontae Graham, mm. not sure he makes him good enough for, for what you'd want, right? Or what you'd have to give up even.
1: I'm so in, I just don't still know what to do with him. Where is how much is he getting paid? He's small, like how yeah.
0: young, right? Like yeah, Monte Morris. No. Nope. Uh, Ricky Rubio.
1: I actually thought about Rubio for a little while today. Looked into some of his stuff because he fits the vet card. He fits another like, hey, run the offense type thing. I feel like it's just a miserable fit for him in Minnesota. Um, I'd like to see him on like the Clippers or something like that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it.
0: He's not. He's not good enough for me to to improve that spot. And then Tyrese Halliburton's another guy. I'm like that. W- that one would. But I don't think the Mavs are getting him.
1: <laughs> Mavericks tried, and that that they tried. That's, a, that's a what if, you know. Zach Lowe said that they, uh, you know, or McMahon, one of them, said that you know Dallas tried to move up on draft now using Jalen Brunson, uh, and it's wild to look back on now and and all of that.
0: Uh, and then there's a couple other names. Are we sure it's better? Kendrick Nunn, Patty Mills, Lou Will, Darius Garland, Kobe White, DeLon Wright, <laughs> Alfred Payton. I just looked at across the league who are the guards and you slash, you know creators playing like over 25 minutes a game and those those are the next names it, but I, I, I name those names to say it's hard man it's hard to come up with one of these guys like these guys don't just fall out of the sky every year unless they're like you said you have to overpay a vet overpay a restricted free agent get an injury risk is there any other names you have
1: yeah I have three names one we talked about uh, a lot before and I just don't know what Charlotte's gonna do with him but Terry Rozier uh, yeah. would, would love him I mean Everything about what he brings. And, you know, if Charlotte wants to just go with, hey, LaMelo, the young guys, whatever. which, I mean, Rozier's not, like, super old or anything, but I would love him on this Mavericks team.
0: Not 100% sure he's the creator the Mavericks would want in that spot either. Like, he he, gets he buck- can go
1: get you a bucket, though. He
0: gets buckets, yeah, but he's yeah. not creating, like, some of these other guys. Um, the
1: other one, this would be a trade thing that I'm watching this off season. I don't think anything now, but this off season is what does Boston do with Kimba? And oh, if yeah. they, you know, if they decide they have a lot of guaranteed money next year, <laughs> I mean, a ton with Jalen Brown and Tatum and those guys. So, if they want to get younger, shed some money, maybe try to get underneath the tax a little bit, would Dallas be interested in Kemba at that point? I don't know. Um, where would you put Kemba stacked up to Lowry and Conley?
0: Lowry and Conley. I put Kemba above. Conley under Lowry? Does that work?
1: Yeah, I think that's where I'd be at. <laughs> the,
0: the hard, as far as like which player would I want, the value and how you'd get them is different, though.
1: Yes, for sure. Because Lowry and, and,
0: like, Lowry and Conley are both free agents. Kemba's not yet.
1: And then lastly, this is the one I'm most intrigued by. Just because I, you know Dallas has been interested in him in the past. He's kind of getting overshadowed now because he's not playing. He has a player option for next year. And I'm intrigued with, you know, what he's going to do. I think he'll opt out, but Spencer Dinwiddie. And mm, yeah. I, think he, I think he could be traded before the deadline. This is the way for, you know, Brooklyn to, you know, upgrade another piece of the roster. And especially if he gets traded to a team like Houston or, you know, whatever it is, a team that's not in the playoffs, he's going to opt out for the most part. And I could see Dallas coming. He has, his player option is like 11 million next year. He had the torn ACL this whole season. But if he's healthy and ready to go next year, I know Dallas has liked him in the past, and yeah, I, I think he would be very intriguing next to Luca. Six five, uh, can go get you a bucket, can play some defense, great guy. I I could see Dallas being very interested in in a in a like bargain type of deal. I'm not saying you go ahead and spend a Dinwiddie 22 million a year, uh, but if it's you know two three year deal something like that, and I, I would like his fit
0: a lot in Dallas. That's a great name that I forgot. Kemba as well. There you go. That's secondary creator. Those are the players that would be an upgrade, and we'll see if the Mavericks can get in on any of them. Uh, down the line, we'll do a podcast on how they could get some of these guys. We'll break them down a little bit more now that we've named all the names. We'll also do centers and 3 and D position, and uh, we'll break down the Clippers game. So if you guys are interested in that, we'll have a breakdown after the game. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Thanks so Boom. Crime statistics. We have crime? Crime that warrants statistics. Oh my god, it says there were 14 home invasions last year. Up 6% from 2015. Okay, no, wait, 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 wait. We're we're just gonna get worked up about nothing, right? There are only two ways into this place the front door and the back door, and we've locked them both. We're good, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. No, it's fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The hell was that? Are you the
1: criminals from the statistics?